I think myself and the rest of my team, since we are all international, like I'm from Spain, and back then, back then, over there, people were dying over there, like, a lot. And so, you know, I had a conversation with my players, like, in our countries, people are dying because of this. If the only thing that happens here is that they cut our season short, uh, I mean, I think we are in a good position, you know. And then NCA released the news about people having an extra year, so that was really, you know, that made everyone, everyone really happy. Absolutely. And again, you were able to put it into perspective real quickly because obviously you mentioned it. Uh, people are dying over in, 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 in overseas and in your countries where you guys are, are from. And did, did that really put it into perspective for you and your athletes that, you know, this is bigger than, than sports, it's bigger than tennis? Yeah, yeah, it did a little bit, especially one of our players, uh, Fed was in Italy when all this was starting to happen. And so, you know, she was kind of telling us, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to come back. Like, they are closing everything there. And then, you know, we will FaceTime with our families and they will be um, stuck at home and, you know, without being able to go out other than the groceries. So, I mean, that that helped us to put in perspective. Still really sad that we didn't get to play even a MIAA match because that's what we were looking forward. That's what we've been working for the whole year year but um at least you know next year most of the people will have an opportunity to redeem themselves hopefully what, what did fed make it was she ever sick was she okay is her family okay being over in italy i know that was awful scary i'm sure yeah she was fine and then when she came back um i think the we did the right call like we put her up in quarantine um, even she didn't have any symptoms or anything, but you know, at this, at that time, there was not any cases in San Juan. I think it was like only two in Missouri. So we didn't want to be the ones that, you know, bring, bring that over here. So she was in quarantine in the dorms for 14 days just to make sure even she didn't have any symptoms. She was not one of those asymptomatic people, uh, spreading the virus around. And that was before the season was actually canceled or anything was shut down, wasn't it? You guys, I mean, took, took yeah. precautions really early. So that was, I mean, it was, I felt so bad for her because she got back and then she did the 14-day thing and then she was going out on Saturday and on Friday, that's when they canceled everything. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, that's so, tough for her, absolutely. No doubt about that. We're talking to yeah. Amaya Garrido Rivas. She is the tennis coach at Missouri Western. This is her first year as a head coach and first year at Missouri Western. And, you know, I guess just talk about how your kids handled this because it, obviously being from another country, that's a whole different ball game. And then I know your kids are trying to get back to their countries and everything like that. How did your kids handle all this? So, you know, I mean, at first I think they were not really, they didn't really understand what was going on, but I mean, who did, right? Um, so I think at first it was really lots of uncertainty, like what should we do? Should we go back to our country? Should we stay? So um, in Missouri Western, there was like, at first they just extended spring break. And so once that happened, we told them, you got to stay here because we don't know what's going to happen. They might say everyone goes back to class the next week or what so on. So, 
I mean, they have friends, especially with other athletes. They went to their places, so that was nice, you know. I think that's a, a nice thing about here, that you make friends with other athletes and they kind of adopt you for this rough situation. So they went over to other people's houses and then once they said that we will basically um, won't have any more classes in class, they they decided to go back home as soon as possible because they were scared that the borders closed. So they took the first plane they could basically hook on it and, and went back home. Was there any trouble getting any of them back home? No, there was not really because um, it was early on. If they would have right. waited one week, it would have been more challenging. Yeah. I'm sure it would have been. We're talking to Alaya Garrido Rivas. She is the tennis coach at Missouri Western, her first year with the Griffins. And have you been able to FaceTime with them and Zoom calls and different things and stay connected with your team to, to check in on them? Yeah, so we have a WhatsApp group, which is an app. And then we've Zoom like a couple of times. But the problem is that from one girl to another, I have 17 hours. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't even think about so, that. But yes, that is a, that's an issue, isn't it? That's a challenge. It's really challenging because, I mean, I have one girl in California and then the other one is in Australia. It's 17 hours of difference. So we've found crazy times like waking up at 6 a.m. and the other one staying up until 12. But, I mean, it's really difficult. Um, so we've done it twice. We just have a group chat and we try to be as interactive as possible over there. Uh, send messages, send funny videos. Uh, once in a while, everyone has to do an update. And so it hasn't been as bad as, you know, it could have been. But, yeah, I mean, we definitely, I will, I wish we could have FaceTime more and uh, have more Zoom meetings and stuff. Uh, but it's what it is, right? The, the trials and tribulations of a tennis coach with lots of international players, no doubt about that. As we talked to Alaya Garrido-Rivas, she is the tennis coach at Missouri Western. And, you know, you mentioned that the NCAA is is going to allow everybody to have their year back and everything like that. Are are all of your kids, for the most part, as far as you know right now, are they going to take advantage of that and and have an extra year with you and, and at the university? So as long as I know, yeah, they were already making plans or like, oh, maybe then I can take an extra class and start my master's one semester early and then I can do my master's. Um, so that's good. They are all really smart and they are really they really care about academics. So once they heard that new, that was the the first thing they started talking about. Then um, my seniors, Carol and Fed. So Fed is not coming back because she's going to go to the UK, England. Uh, she's going to do her master there. They have some uh, a academic and athletic programs, not quite like NCA, but similar. So she's going to do her master's there, and then Carol will come back for her MBA next year. That'd be awesome to have her back, no doubt about that. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, talk about your first year a little bit. And this was your first year as a head coach. Obviously, it didn't end the way you wanted to, but um, how rewarding was the, this first year for you? Did, did it go as expected? Was it more challenging than you thought? How was year number one for you as a head coach? So uh, coming into here, I really – 
I, re I really didn't have many expectations as in like I didn't know what to expect not just because you know you count a new team but because it was my first year ever as a head coach um, it was challenging yeah especially because I think the first year is the year that you have to make the tougher decisions as in okay you are implementing a new culture you are telling the girls to do things that maybe they haven't done in the past and they are not comfortable doing and you need everyone to buy in uh, but I think, I mean, wh when our season got cut, I think we were in a place that, like, everything was smoothly. Everyone I had in the team was really into it, and we were all enjoying. I mean, we were having fun. We were playing good. Um, so hopefully that momentum carries into year two. Yeah, absolutely. Or year one and a half. <laughs> I don't know how to call it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. You know... With your kids, and, and it seemed like they bought in from the very beginning, did you see a, a tremendous amount of growth, not only on the court, but off the court and the chemistry and everything like that? Did you see a ton of growth with all of your kids? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think it was a really united team at the beginning, um, especially because there were so many new people, right, from different backgrounds. Uh, and then I had two girls coming in in January, which is a always a little bit complicated there. But then by the end, I gave them two days off in the spring break, and most of them went on a trip together. And so as a coach, that's, you know, that's really rewarding because at the end of the day, even tennis is an individual sport and you are alone in the court. If you are the only one playing that moment and you have in the sideline people watching you that you really care about and, you know, and you will like fight the hardest you can for them you will um so yeah that's that's all a coach can ask for yeah absolutely we're talking to a lie garito reba she is the tennis coach at missouri western in her first year as again their season got cut short with the pandemic that happened and with i'm going to kind of get into your background a little bit and, and you mentioned you're from spain um when did you come over to the states so I came over to the States when I was 18. I just turned 18, um, freshman in college. So when you went to I went University to of South Florida? Yeah. Uh, so I came when I was a freshman. It was 2013. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, keep playing competitive and get my... Uh, my bachelor's degree and learn a new language. So how challenging? How challenging was it coming over as an 18 year old and, and going to South Florida and playing tennis? Did you know any English at all at that point? So I didn't know much English back then. I I knew the basics. I did have to take a couple of exams, but my English was not good. In Florida, I can tell you it wasn't that challenging because everyone speaks Spanish, there, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes. I mean, I still had to do classes in English and stuff, but um, I think once you get into, you know, the country and you have to know English to pass your classes and um, talk with your teammates and order food, you know, you kind of figure out easy because it's like so, uh, you have to survive, right? Yeah. So that's, I think that's why I have this accent because I learned my English in Florida and over there everyone has this accent. <laughs> uh, I just figured your accent was because you're from Spain. 
Well, that's true, but, you know, it's a mix of both, okay, I think. I got you. We're, <laughs> we're talking to Alaya Garrido Rivas again. She's a tennis coach at Missouri Western. When you were growing up in Spain, talk about that a little bit and, and growing up there. Was, was tennis always a big thing in your life? Yeah, it was really big. I I was a really active kid, so I did lots of sports. I ski, uh, I like competing, uh, and then tennis was were my main too, but then I also like play soccer. I did gymnastics. I did a little bit of everything because um, I just need to spend all my energy before bedtime. <laughs> uh, but then um, it got to a point that you know I was I was between ski and tennis, and so I I I chose tennis, and that was when I was fourteen. Um, when I was 15, I moved to Barcelona because I'm from a smaller part of Spain, a smaller region. So I moved there to practice. Uh, I got a scholarship for like a federation there. So I was able to practice more competitive. And then I started traveling some around Europe and stuff. And then the good thing is that growing up, my coach, the coach that basically taught me to play tennis, she always told me, look, Laia, what you need to do is to practice hard, to, you know, try to be the best you can be so you can get a good scholarship and you can go overseas to the U.S. and play competitive tennis over there while doing your uh, your bachelor's. So I was great. I, I was really lucky I had her. Um, and that was what I did, so it worked out well. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt about that. And, and you spent a couple of years at South Florida, and then moved on to TCU. Talk about that transition a little bit, going from South Florida to TCU. Was that a challenge for you? Yeah, I mean, my sophomore year was challenging. The coach got fired in the middle of the season. Uh, the, like we didn't really have a coach, so it was challenging to be, you know, so far away from home and don't have a structure or like going to matches knowing that you might not even win. So that's why I decided to transfer. Because, um, you know, I was playing really good, and I was like, well, why not? And so I transferred to TCU. I visited a couple of schools, but I really liked TCU the most and the coaches. And the transition, I mean, was a bit hard, but it wasn't, it wasn't that hard because in a school like TCU, I feel like you have everything you need to make the transition the smoothest possible. Um, so I think I got really lucky. I ended up um, first at South Florida and then at TCU. Um, and yeah. And, and you had tremendous success too. Again, you were an all AAC performer at South Florida and, and were number one singles player at one point in time. You you won a singles match at the in the NCAA tournament, didn't you, when you were at TCU also? At the NCAAs, yeah. the tournament? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Both of my years at TCU, we um, we won the first round of NCAs as a team, and then I qualified for singles mm-hmm. um, with my doubles partner, and we went to Athens to Georgia, which is where NCAA was, and so that was really fun. Yeah, um, I wish sure. we could have won more <laughs> because I we we did have a uh, good chance to win the national championship last year, but we lost for three against Stanford. Mm. And my teammate was like uh, up in the third set, and she kind of choked. But um, yeah, 
I just now need to win a national championship as a coach. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> Again, she was the Big 12 newcomer of the year, her first year at TCU, and was all Big 12 uh, while with the Horn Frogs. And did you always wanted to get get into coaching? Is that something that, that you wanted to from, from an early age, or is that something that kind of happened as you were in college? So it happened. My senior year, I got injured. Um, I got a stress fracture in my foot. So I was in a boot. I couldn't play or anything. So obviously I wanted to help my team as much as possible. So I went to my coach and I was like, hey, um, what can I do to help you guys even if I'm not playing, you know, to have the best chance to win a national championship? So they put me on court because um, you can have three coaches on court. And at that time we have a head coach and assistant coach. We didn't have a volunteer. So they put me on court. They put me, you know, I... Um, during practice, I will watch practice or help them out with drills or uh, they will assign me books to read. And then on on match day, I will be on court helping my teammates out. And it was rewarding, you know. Um, since I couldn't be on court, at least, you know, I was doing something. Um, so that's when I started liking it. And then one, once I graduated, I had the opportunity to go to Middle Tennessee as a graduate assistant for the tennis team. And, you know, as I started doing it more and more and more serious, I started liking it more. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great story to, to get you here, no doubt about that. And how has the recruiting been for you? Is that a part of the, the, the coaching aspect that you like? Yeah, I think, I mean, that's, that's really important, uh, especially in tennis. And it's been a big part, especially this year, because um, because I think I've recruited so far like three players for this season, and then I have like six more players coming next season. Oh wow! So for a small team, you know that's a lot, um, and it's difficult, but I like it. It's like you know, it's like a challenge. You set your eye on someone and you just have to sell yourself and the school for that girl to come here. Sounds like it's going great so far. Again, seven years ago, this young lady came to the States, didn't know much English, and now she's doing an interview with me on the radio, and it was fantastic. Aliyah, <laughs> thank you. I am glad you're at Missouri Western. I think you're going to do great things, and I know this season got cut short, but uh, we could see a lot of progress, no doubt about that. But Aliyah, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. We'll talk again soon, okay? Yeah, thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. Thank you.